You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hard true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Like, yeah, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Luxford. I'm totally going to use that, too. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast here on The Great Geek Refuge. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the editor-in-chief of our website. It's greatgeekrefuge.com. Wonderful articles, wonderful podcasts, so much fun for you to spend your time doing things. Um, We have another great podcast here um, that we are going to be doing today. Joining me in the co-host seat, I have the one, the only, the professor. His name is James Rambo. How to do? We also have a special guest co-host. You may know her from previous episodes, as in the one directly preceding this one. (laughs) Um, She is a wonderfully talented, like, special effects makeup artist. Like, I'm just blown away with the things that she can do when it comes to that visual medium. Um, But you heard her on the last episode when we were talking about Prey and other cool, geeky, nerdy things. Her name is Jordan Lee Cloud. Hello. (laughs) Thank you for joining us on another episode, Jordan. Um, So we're tying this in with the last episode that we had where we talked about Prey. Um, One of the cool things about Prey in general is that like the first Predator movie was dope. Second one with Danny Glover was was Mm okay-ish. But then every subsequent (laughs) thing involving Predators has just been aight. In fact, I was looking on there and there was another movie called Predators that came out in 2018. I didn't even know that movie came out. Completely off my radar. Haven't seen it. I I think I saw it once and I didn't really pay attention to it because I didn't know it came out either. And I just put it on while I was cooking and I was like, oh, okay, that's happening. I quite like that movie. Oh, really? Okay, I'll have to check it out because like I'm reading uh, over it and I'm like, I didn't even know this was a thing. Wait, which one is it? Predator, is Predators the one with Adrian Brody? Because I yep. like that one. Okay, never yeah. mind. I Wait, like that one. Wait, hang on. That was, hang on. That was, okay, now I'm confused. Because I thought, th- I was reading about another you one. You talking about The Predator. Yes, think, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the, the one Predator. Yeah. The Predator. Which okay, was Predator, like- which is yeah. a fucking mess. Is it really? Okay. <laughs> that's the one I was thinking of. Because there's that one, and then there was the one, was it Predators, where, like, they get captured and put on an alien planet? Yes. It's like, okay. All right, yeah, Uh, I've seen that that one. one. That one was pretty dope, because isn't Topher Grace in that one as well? Topher Grace is in that one. Yeah. Walton Goggins is in that one. Yeah, he is. Uh, Adrian Brody is in that one. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It is, I want to say... um, Is it Forrest Whitaker in that one? No, uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne is... Okay, Lawrence Fishburne. ...is the guy who's been stuck there for a while. Um, And it's, it's... It goes, it, it basically says like, okay, well, the Predators are hunters. Well, one thing that a lot of hunters do is they just keep a game preserve. 
So they just drop in creatures they want to hunt into a, an environment that they know, uh, i.e. cheating. Um, yep. Like, like, what if we like made this pouring, easy on ourselves? Yeah. Like oh, pouring God, corn I, out in a field to attract deer, which is some dick I moves. I saw yeah. a post the other day that was like, everybody talks about like Yautja culture as though they're all these massive hunters. But what if the ones that come to Earth are just like, fucking dentists hunting lions <laughs> they're like <laughs> like the other parts of the culture are like asshole you're fucking up their ecology knock it off <laughs> they're basically all like trump kids basically like what you're saying oh, no. look i killed an elephant look yeah. at me i shot a rhino from a distance with a giant gun um <laughs> you know like a real hunter would do <laughs> um but yeah no uh uh yeah it, it went predator Fucking great. Predator 2. I enjoy it, but it's got its flaws. Uh, Predator 2, Predator in the City. Um, and then... I just picture sort of I just break. picture all the all the girls from Sex in the City now, right now. <laughs> like, yeah, I was I was going I was going finding more, a predator. I was going more Babe too, but uh, like in the city. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I went the exact opposite way. Yeah. It's Miranda. It's Carrie. <laughs> As he like. <laughs> disappears and then those three little lasers pop up on Miranda's head and you know, she gets blown up or like, like when Jason went to Manhattan and Jason yeah goes to Manhattan um, spreading the news number seven number eight what? Jason when, what? when he goes Jason to goes Manhattan no that one is let me see my favorite one is seven it's number eight number eight okay I actually um, am wearing the shirt from Jason Goes to Manhattan right now. Nice. <laughs> Jordan has an encyclopedic knowledge of the Friday movies, the Friday movies. This is so oh fantastic. Oh my god! Yeah. Is there? How many times would you say you've watched the entire franchise front to back? Oh, this year. <laughs> <laughs> Which really that answers the question better than any other. Yeah. No, but any, any number could. Yeah. Um, but you know, Predator, Predator Two. Yeah. Um, long break, uh, uh, and I think Alien vs. Predators in between uh, uh, Predator Two and Predators. And then there um, wasn't. It was the second Alien vs. Yeah, Predator, there was wasn't there? Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I've never seen. <laughs> I, I, I the first movie pissed me off, so I never watched the second one. Um, <laughs> I I am I you know we talk a lot about on the show about people who get upset about adaptations and about uh, uh, issues with source material and how ultimately you should just kind of let it go. And I agree with that, except here, uh, because <laughs> the books and the comics that they base that movie on are so much better by a country fucking mile uh, yeah. that that movie is balls. Fuck that movie. Um, one of two times I can remember leaving the theater angry. Uh, anyway. Um, this is the perfect you... segue because this is our topic for today. <laughs> We're going to be yeah. talking about movie franchises that have either just completely dropped the ball with sequels or have this long gap and then they finally get it right. Like, the, the honestly, it's really timely right now, too, because Prey was so good after some questionable predator shit before um also earlier this summer we had top gun maverick which has gotten overall just everybody seems to fucking love that movie um, i have not seen it i wanted to see it but i haven't been able to see it yeah same here but i've only yeah. heard wonderful things about it yeah yeah i i also have and then i read a really really interesting review that was saying it's basically um uh star wars a new hope 
and they like broke down how it's exactly like Star Wars A New Hope. And I was like, oh, well, all right, maybe I'll check that out. Okay. <laughs> um, it's, it's an interesting topic because like so many movies do this. Um, we talked about this, uh, I think it was last year we talked about the most recent Terminator movie as well that like it really seemed to kind of like not reset the franchise but like for a while there it was just dog shit after dog shit after dog shit terminator movies yeah just like the the just throwing things at the wall and seeing what stuck um what if the terminator was a lady <laughs> and, and one like, like you know and, and this happens with i mean it, it, it's the most commonplace with, with large franchises is is because they're not planned so it's just like, okay, well, what can we do now? Well, what can we do now? Um, it, it's also why, like, in general, like, like overall, I'm, I'm, I'm I want to put a, a moratorium on MCU references for this, mostly because those are very particularly planned. Um, and I think you, you, I think that's a great example of the way to handle a franchise, but it's when you are doing it going into it knowing we're going to be making more of this um but yeah like you know alien great aliens great different kind of good movie alien 3 is okay and like oh you know it's 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 got kind of a cult following alien resurrection is just awful uh is a fucking (laughs) mess um and then you have like the prequels which are certainly movies um (laughs) hey they filmed people and there was catering and they built sets and everything. Um, but every now and then, yeah, like, like Mike said, you get you get a franchise that goes for a while and, you know, has maybe had some ups and downs, but they get a, a long, you know, a, a, a far from the original um, sequel or prequel, uh, another, another uh, addition to the franchise mm-hmm. um, that ends up just being really well put together and yeah, I wanted to see what y'all, uh, if y'all had some examples of that. Um, as our guest, Miss uh, Miss Jordan, uh, we would like to offer you the first slice of pie, um, and you can can tell us which ones you you have. If you need a moment to think about it, I already have one like on deck, so just let me know. Well, the first one that pops up to in my head is a Nightmare on Elm Street. Whereas okay, the first yeah. one, first one was really good. Second one. Um, <laughs> it's a movie. It's a there's, movie. There's some really good cultural context if you watch it again, knowing yes. a certain thing. Yes, there that is. is much more enjoyable. It is much more enjoyable, and also apparently there's a scene where the guy in the second one, where he's dancing in his room, that is played in gay bars around the country. Phenomenal. They they love it as well. It should be. Yes. So I mean, that movie was was okay, but at the time, I, I don't know. Uh, but the third one, when the third one came out, that one is hauled as being like one of the best of the Nightmare on Elm Street films because what well, Wes Craven did come back to direct the third one. He was like, I'm done. I didn't want to do it. But then he came back for the third one. I can't remember why he came back, but he did. And then they brought Nancy back. And that story was pretty good. I really enjoyed that one. And then number four. Um. dream warriors dope dream master so the fifth one (laughs) no no the fifth no well 
Number four, it was decent, but the thing is, they try to bring the characters back from the third one, and then they're like, oh, well, they just immediately killed them off, and they couldn't get Patricia Arquette to come back for that film, so they got someone totally different, and so the crowds who got so used to her in the previous one, she was so beloved in that one, they're like, they couldn't form a bond with this one, so they're like, eh, whatever, and then the fourth and number five where Freddie has a baby. Well, he didn't have the baby, but there was a Freddie baby in there. <laughs> and then and then there was Freddie's Dead, which had like all the cameos. You know, the Roseanne Barr was in that one. Yeah. And that's where the, the Nintendo arm thing came in. Apparently Nintendo didn't like it that that was in that film. Glove, but yeah. yeah, the Power Glove, but it sold so many Power Gloves because of that film. And then <laughs> And then they decided Wes Craven came back once again to make New Nightmare. And New Nightmare was holded as one of the best ones in the film franchise as well. There seems to be a, a pattern here. That Wes Craven came back for <laughs> all of those. <laughs> Every time he returns, it's one of the the like the, the, the peaks on the uh yeah. <laughs> the chart there. Um, yeah, I, I I know the Dream Master is not one of the, like the most beloved, but I, it is. It has a special place in my heart. Like I I think I saw that it was I think it was one of the first Friday movies I saw when I was little, and the uh, yeah it, it's always going to be like like a special note <laughs> for me. Um, I also really love that like the death of Alice's friends end up being the thing that empowers her like in a literal mm -hmm. sense. Uh, and just her being a, just a badass at the end of the movie and fighting yeah. Freddy. Like, watching um, uh, the the behind the scenes on that movie, it was so clear. It's it's so obvious in retrospect. Like, there's an entire fight sequence where Freddy's not even shown. Like, he doesn't even show up. He's, a, he's invisible. <laughs> and, and, like, at the time, I remember being like, oh, man, you can't see him. I was going to fight him. And then looking back at it, you're like, this is so stupid. That they did this. I, I can't remember. believe you had the balls to do this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's invisible. Always, there's always a little trivia I always like to say when talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, in the very first film, even though you don't really see Freddy a lot in that film, Freddy's sweater in the first film is the only sweater where the sleeves on his sweater is all red. There's no stripes on it. But oh, yeah, in, but in the all the sequels, he's got stripes on the on the sleeves. I've always thought that was pretty cool. I always say that to bit. <laughs> we do love random facts here. Yeah. It's one of our favorite things to do. Um, I it it was one of those things. I watched all of these because my cousin Donnie, who's a big, uh, he's in the group. He's a big supporter of, of all the things we do. So hi, Donnie. Um, he, he's a huge horror fan, and as a kid. Um, we didn't, he lived on the other end of the country. So I, you know, I grew up here on the East coast. He grew up out on the West coast, but when we did get to hang out, he would always talk about horror movies. So like, I always wanted to be cool cause he's a little bit older than me. So like <laughs> as a little cousin, like, I'm like, Oh, I've got to watch this movie too. And I just remember being scared shitless by the things that he would watch. <laughs> and like, he's like, yo, you gotta watch nightmare on Elm street. And I'm like, okay, Donnie. And then I'd be like, no, no, I don't Why? like this. <laughs> Not a fan. No, no. Yeah, like the whole like this dude can like get in your dreams and fuck with you. That always scared the shit out of me as a kid. Like I was like, I'm the bullseye. I just won't go to sleep. Sounds yeah, like a good plan. Stay awake 
forever. Oh yeah. no. It's a good solid plan. <laughs> now, he's a big uh big Jason fan as well. So like I all of Jesus. those. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Like so like all of my horror was exposed to me as a very young age and being scared shitless. And then like watching them now and being like, these are just fun. Like <laughs> These are fun horror movies, man. The eighties were different, man. Like it's, <laughs> it's just, it's just funny. Like, um, as far as like, I'll tell you what's an interesting one is, is Star Trek because Star Trek didn't really like, I guess you could, I guess they're all sequels regardless of who was helming them because like you had the original series, they got up to their, their six, they did six films, which is still impressive. Um, and then the next generation cast had their movies. They did four, um, and then for whatever reason, there was like a Star Trek uh, uh, franchise fatigue for a little bit there. And they were like, well, what if we just started all over again, but like we made it an alternate reality? Okay, cool. I still love that first J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie. I think it's super fun. I think the casting was dead on. There are some issues with it, sure. But like it was, it was a lot of fun and it gave an energy to that franchise that was lacking because when they limped it home in the last Next Generation uh, movie, it was just like the energy was gone. The excitement was yeah. gone. And like they had, they managed to reinvigorate that. Like as far as like the other two JJ Abrams, Star Trek movies they did, which they call the Kelvin verse. Um, as far as those go, the second one was, was great up until the midpoint. And then it just fell the fuck apart. Um, the third one was, was great. Um, Star Trek beyond Star Trek beyond was, was a really, really, really good Star Trek movie. And like, what they're gonna do next. I don't even know if they're gonna do feature films again. I know they're talking about like potentially doing another one at one point, Quentin Tarantino was like, we might do a Quentin Tarantino Star Trek movie, which is a fucking horrible idea. Um, <laughs> Cause like who wants to see Star Trek and then weird shots of people's, uh, of women's feet. Like we don't need that. Thanks Quentin, we're good. Racism yeah. in space. Yeah, oh, exactly. No. Yeah, hey, they just said motherfucker like 12 times. That's cool. Um, yeah, like I think their future is all going to be the streaming stuff, like because the series is, have been great. Discovery is fun. Uh, Strange New Worlds was just a delight. Um, Picard has been interesting. Um, what they're doing with it, really, like kind of tying up all the loose ends from the Next Generation series. But like, it was cool seeing a new interpretation, seeing somebody else get their hands on Star Trek. I think that that's a really good idea. It's one of the things that I like about like this. We talked about with with Prey, getting somebody else to get their hands on a franchise and give their interpretation of it and mess around with it a little bit. Um, it was the same thing with Terminator. Um, what was the last one uh, called? The um, Dark Fate. Thank you. Dark Fate took something. It, it took a different approach and they had different people in charge. And like, I think that that is the most important thing you can do is if you want these old franchises essentially to have some life you got to bring in new blood because if you don't it's just going to be the same stale shit that's kind of tone deaf sometimes and like it's it sucks i can't wait to see what they're going to do with highlander because now that they're talking about henry cavill being the highlander Ooh. like tell me you're not excited about that shit i just like henry cavill <laughs> who doesn't right oh so i guess you have eyes that work okay cool good to know yeah what if it was The Witcher, but instead of gray hair, he had black hair? Yeah. Dope. Sounds great. Let's do it. Awesome. Yeah. Do it up. Yeah. Or like, hey, also, let's have Henry Cavill, uh, a British guy, um, do an accent that's similar and not have a French dude try to pretend to be Scottish. A French dude who refuses to do any accent other than his, his French accent. Like, 
I like Christopher Lambert as the Highlander, but like trying to tell me that he's Scottish, stop it. (laughs) If we're talking egregious accents in that movie, that's just one of two. (laughs) And then fucking (laughs) fucking Sean Connery being like, I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. My name is Juan Miguel Villarobos. Uh, yeah, and I'm Egyptian. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is you going have this, on? You have the Scottish d- guy playing a Spaniard, and then you have the French guy playing a Scotsman. Oh, yeah. Great times. Good times. Honestly, the person that killed that is Clancy Brown. Like, just him being the Kurgan just was, yeah, just, just chewing scenery that whole goddamn movie. Um I heard, I don't know if this is confirmed, I heard that when he auditioned for the voice of Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob that he showed up dressed as the Kurgan. <laughs> I I want that to be true, whether or not it is. Yeah, just like <laughs> Happy Halloween, ladies. <laughs> I love I love that movie. <laughs> I love the first I love the first Highlander movie. Like I think it's a work of art. I just absolutely love that movie. Um, I haven't watched it in a really long time, and I'm wondering if it holds up. Um, the first Highlander? Yeah. Hold on to your memories. Oh, <laughs> is, it, is it bad? Is it I mean, really? It's not, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's just, it's one of those movies. It, it, I, I place it in the same category as Hellraiser. Okay. It's a movie that has a lot of cool ideas. There are a lot of interesting visuals, but as a film, it just it's not that great. Uh, Hellraiser. <laughs> I I mean like the shit that the shit in Hellraiser that works works really well, but it's just kind of like oh yeah, and then it stopped. What? <laughs> yeah, there's credits now. Oh, all right. Well, like, Jesus, that's over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. Like, uh, uh, there's a very famous sample from that uh, movie. That's uh, the fucking chorus, I think, of a um, an FX Twin song. Uh, the come to daddy is is yeah played throughout um but yeah really cool shit to look at um a lot of interesting ideas but eh, maybe it doesn't stick the landing super well that's i'm excited like, for the new hellraiser though i'm very curious one? to see what's gonna what happen yeah, yeah. there's oh, cool. gonna there's gonna be a new one i um i have a soft spot in my heart for a 80s fucking train wreck um, known as uh, Masters of the Universe. Fucking love that movie. I goddamn love <laughs> that movie so much. I've actually never seen it. I know so, it's E-Man. Yes, it's so shitty, but I fucking love it so much. And you get a young Courtney Cox in there, like as one of the main characters, and like uh, Tom Paris from Voyager. Rocky McNeil, yeah. He's in that movie as well. Um, who's the guy's name? Billy Barty. Is uh, is, is uh, Gildor? Fucking, yeah. fucking Frank Langella, like high level actor Frank Langella, Ooh, playing chewing scenery, just <laughs> playing Skeletor, just loving the shit out of it. And do you know why he took that role? He took that role because his kid was like, "Dad, you got to be fucking Skeletor," and he was like, "All right, cool." I, <laughs> I think I this. read somewhere about that. Yeah. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren. A, a lot of times when you see actors play roles outside of their real house particularly in like genre stuff or in kids shows it's because they like either their child so they need to do it yeah or they wanted to have something they could show their, that the children can watch yeah yeah like um like raul julia in um street fighter 
phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> Cause his the, kids love Street Fighter. The, so the day the day that M. Bison came to your village <laughs> was the most impactful day in your life. But for me, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> And West Duddy was in that film too. Oh, as as fucking as fucking Sagat. Yeah, that's right. One of the most in like insensitive lines ever, but one of the funniest things ever. When he looks at him after he fucked it up and he goes, Could you not see that? Like, oh I remember I I love that film. And I remember (laughs) I have it on Blu-ray. So (laughs) I love it so much. Because I remember just watching it as a kid and just laughing my ass off on it. Yeah. And I remember I would put it on the TV. I would rent it all the time. And my dad was watching it. He was like, what are you watching? And, he, and the Street Fighter thing came up. He was like, oh, not this again. Oh, oh, I just remember <laughs> laughing so hard at this one scene. It's where Zangief is, they're watching the TV. And Zangief is like, he's looking at the TV. And whatever's happening on the TV is happening outside because it's they're just showing it. And he's like, quick, change the channel. <laughs> just remember laughing so hard. Uh, or, <laughs> or friggin' Jean Claude Van Damme's great inspirational speech again. The uh, the American <laughs> guile, like with his Belgian accent. Oh, yes, Belgian accent. I will kick M Bison's ass so hard the next wannabe will feel it as well. <laughs> who wants to go home? And who wants to fight with me? Like Jesus. there's. There's actually pretty a lot of good actors in there, right? Like Ming Na, Mulan. That's right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. See, now this is just devolved into let's watch shitty movies together. So uh, <laughs> Gordon, if if you feel so inclined, there's a steelbook version of Street Fighter that was released not too long ago. <laughs> and then when you buy it, included in it is at least one bison buck. Like there's a little what? like to scale. Oh. <laughs> it I, yeah, it's it's like 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 a little collectible that comes with it. Looking it up. As yeah, as Jordan goes thing. to the internet, yeah, exactly. Immediately, yeah, and purchased. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I I I yeah, I fucking I fucking love Memory Elm Street. Those <gasps> movies are great. Yeah. The actual cast. <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of... See, I don't think Star Wars falls into that category. Oh, no, I think it does. Okay. All right. So if we just stay with the original Star Wars movies, right? And like that, that like the, the Skywalker saga. Um, first three were... First three were, were fine. You know, like so many people are like, they were works of art. They were amazing. Eh, they were pretty good. Um, the prequels got shit on when they came out. But like, I think time has been kind to the prequels because I don't think they were as bad as everybody wanted to think they were. Um, The most recent ones were messy because there was no plan. And you can see that because like, the, in in Force Awakens, they're like, "Hey, this is the story we're gonna tell." And then Ryan Johnson was like, "Yeah, but I'm gonna tell something different." And then JJ's like, "No, don't 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 listen to that guy. Listen to what I'm gonna say." And there was just it was all over the place. But honestly, some of the best Star Wars content has come after that, um, or or before, depending on which one. I gotta say, like to this day, Rogue One is probably one of the best Star Wars movies that's ever been made. Period. Rogue One is dope. Rogue One was outstanding, and like what they're doing now with um the series like i thought obi-wan was great i really liked um a good chunk of the mandalorian i've really really enjoyed um boba fett was 
And then there's Mandalorian season three coming up for you really, really soon. Uh, <laughs> Boba Fett, like part of me enjoyed, there's a certain amount of like schadenfreude that I enjoyed because watching so many Boba Fett fanboys get so butt hurt that Boba Fett was lame was like kind of cool. They were so upset because he was like, I like animals. And I just want to pet them. And they're just like, no, but you're supposed to be a badass. No, give me a rancor. I want to be friends with it. Like, like I'm a crime lord. I just want everybody to be nice to me. And I'll be nice to them. And then we can just hang out and like, I don't know, maybe like listen to music or like eat or something. And just, and just pet these animals. You guys hungry? I mean, like we can make some food, I guess. Wouldn't like, that be dope? That'd be cool. Can I just take a nap in this like saltwater bath? Like, just leave me alone. Like... Poor, uh, so poor Boba. <laughs> I never got into Star Wars. I remember watching them as a child, but I never really like got into it. But I did enjoy the Mandalorian though. I did like that one. Was, the Mandalorian. There, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Is there a particular thing that just never clicked for you, or like, is, is there anything you can point to? Like, yeah, like I didn't like that thing, or. Or was it just sort of a general? It was just a general thing. Like I guess, like people just hyped it up when I was younger, mm. and like, and like they just wanted to watch it all the time because they wanted to watch it all the time. I was like, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> so I just never really watched it in its entirety. But I did yeah. watch the original three because um, my babysitter's son uh, loves Star Wars. He still loves Star Wars, and so they would watch it all the time there. And I'm just like sitting there, I'm like, okay. All right. We're doing this again. Yeah. All right. I can get that's that. How, that's how I felt. I guess that's how my dad felt when I was watching Star Wars <laughs> on Street Fighter. Ah, uh, this again? Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I never... I think like we, we would be doing it a disservice if we didn't talk about it, but I can't, I can honestly say, and then I'm not one of these like snarky people that does the thing where they're like, I've never seen Star Wars ever. Huh. And like, like they stick it to you like it's some sort of like mm -hmm. badge of honor that they have, which is just kind of rude. Um, yeah. But like, I, I actually haven't seen any of the Fast and Furious movies at all. And like, I don't know if I'm missing out on this, but because I know a lot of people really, really love that franchise. And they say that like, it was good and then it got crappy and then it got good again. Um, but like, I just, it was never something that I was like, yeah, I really want to see people racing cars. Like this just wasn't exciting Fast cars. to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fast cars falling out of planes, something, something family. Like, yeah. So that's a great example of a franchise that really, I hesitate to say evolves, changes over the course of its production line. Because it, at first, it's a, it's a fucking crime movie. It's a, it's a, I mean, it, it is like, you know, uh, a fish out of water kind of story about a, a, an FBI investigator. Our FBI agent. Um, and it goes from like movies about street racing and shit to these like really expansive, over the top action movies uh, that happen to involve cars. And like they jump a car between two skyscrapers in that franchise at least once. Um, I've heard that they, I, I, the, for the longest time, it was it was up to like, oh, well, they're going to eventually go to space. I haven't seen the new one. I saw someone mention that it happened. 
What? Okay. I will, <laughs> I would not be super surprised. It it's inspired like think pieces about like does the Fast and Furious franchise take place in a world where physics don't work the same way? Because it's so consistently weird and like they're able to do shit you just can't do. Um yeah, it's uh it's, that's a, that's a really interesting uh franchise example. It just reminds me of that um that SNL skit when Mike Myers was Linda Richmond, the coffee talk lady. Yeah. Like, let me give you a topic to discuss. The Fast and Furious franchise is neither fast nor furious. Discuss. <laughs> mm. Oh, that is also <clears throat> I'm sure there, there might be one or two other examples. That is also an example of a franchise where one of the characters, one of the supporting characters, is from a different franchise, completely separate, and just gets brought in. Um, Justin Lin, who directed, um, I think it's the second one. I think I think I think it's Tokyo Drift. Um, it's the movie that introduces Han. Uh, Han is a character from a movie called Better Luck Tomorrow, which is a coming-of-age, like, dramedy um, about uh, uh, Asian kids, about uh, Asian teenagers. Um, and essentially, there's a way to be like, hey, we're fully fleshed-out people, too. And Han is this kid who is obsessed with, like, fast cars, and he chain-smokes, um, and Justin Lin was just like, fuck it. And he brought him over when he made his Fast and Furious movie. Um, same actor. That's so same, weird. Same name, same sort of obsession. The difference in, uh, like, like, and in in uh, in the, the, the FF movies, um, Han, I think, like, chews bubblegum because he's trying to break himself of his old smoking habit. Um, and, like, I... I, I learned that like a couple months ago and it blew my fucking mind that like <laughs> that's where that character came from. So if, you, if, like... you, if you want to do like a proper rewatch of all the Fast and Furious movies, you gotta watch Better Luck Tomorrow. That would be like... Wow. <laughs> that would be like Spielberg slipping an Elliot from E.T. into Jurassic Park. Like... Well, no, but, but better... Like coming... It, 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 it's a little different than that. Mostly, like, it, it, not even necessarily a movie that, like, it's an established franchise, and the director brought over uh, uh, one of the, basically one of his own other characters somewhere else. Like, it's, 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 it's like someone, uh, 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 oh, I can tell you exactly what it's like. Fucking, uh, when Robert Kirkman was writing Marvel Team Up, he had Invincible guest star in an issue. Because the nature of Image Comics is it's all creator-owned. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he was like, well, the only people who have to give the go-ahead for this are me and Marvel. And if Marvel's okay with it, I'm okay with it. So Invincible shows up. And there, like, so there is a canon issue where Invincible shows up and he hangs out with Spider-Man and the new Avengers. And uh, and that's like, that's canon in both Marvel and Image. Because um, <laughs> you fucking could. Why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> It's just straight. I, it's it's interesting though, because I mean, I guess it does fit because it's like, hey, if you're gonna have me direct this uh, sequel, 
well, why don't I just use one of the characters that I have? Yeah, and and he's already interested in this thing. That's kind of cool, though. Yeah, it'd be fun if I just brought this guy in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still like the idea of, of of Elliot being in Jurassic Park and then E.T. showing up. <laughs> E.T. Oh. saves the day. Yeah. Seemingly no reason. Yeah. The, Elliot, the what are you doing? Uh, uh, cinematic Universe. Yep. <laughs> the Spielberg. So, Spielbergverse. I, I think that uh, uh, you know, we're talking franchises with sequels. Yeah. Um, the Rocky franchise. <gasps> so Rocky is a, a series of films that are very up and down. First one is rock solid. Um, I see what you did there. Uh, not even intentional. It's just <laughs> close. Um, and then, you know, from that point on, it becomes like, you know, the second one we finally get, you know, Rocky gets a win. Um, Rocky 4, Rocky 3 is like, it's a movie. Uh, Rocky hey, 4. Hey, you will not disparage the good name of Clubber Lang. Clubber Lang, yeah. In this house, and, okay? <laughs> fucking Mr. T. That fucking, um, he, he, you want to talk about chewing scenery, man. When he's like, hey, Rocky, tell your wife she wants a real man. Come see me. I'm like, yes. Get him, Clubber. <laughs> What a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> but, you know, and then Rocky Four, you get, you know, hey, what if we distilled uh, 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 American-Russian politics into a single film? What if the Cold uh, War was a boxing match? What if the whole war was a boxing match? Um, and then, you know, there's Rocky Five. Um, so Rocky Balboa... Uh, Rocky Balboa was the first of the franchise, or not even the first of the franchise, but like the first of this kind of thing that I really remember seeing, which was we're going to pick a character up years later in real time. So when Rocky Balboa happens, Rocky's in his like 60s because that's where Sylvester Stallone was. Um, and they they play the character as his age. Um you get to see like a kind of a broken down old boxer uh who's just trying to cope and like exist um but the the example i really wanted to use is creed creed is such a high watermark and like you can make the argument like well it's not a rocky movie rocky's fucking in it in rocky like, universe they're yeah. all yeah it's, it's yeah. all that like those established characters um but to to it does this thing where it really uses its characters effectively and it uses its pre-established characters uh while introducing new stuff um it's telling you know there's parallel storytelling with the original rocky film um in places and it's just and like michael b jordan is fucking incredible and in ryan coogler just fucking kills it you know this is this is pre uh, uh black panther um uh, ryan coogler um and you know like you get to see <laughs> michael b jordan has never looked bad on film but holy shit he got in absurd shape to play adonis yeah. creed um yeah it, it's just it's interesting to see uh like an honest acknowledgement of where these characters would be and rocky in the creed films is real-time age was Stallone and he's just Rocky was never the smartest guy um but he you know he was always doing his best and now it's 
we're 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 taking that and we're kind of like, all right, well, what would he? What would a guy who's been punched in the head uh, for you know most of his career, um, and like he's lost his wife and like he doesn't really have much of a relationship with his son? You know, we're going to explore that as opposed to uh, trying to fit a square peg in a round hole uh, and doing like a you know. Rocky's gonna get back in the ring and he's gonna be a champ and all this shit. Like the to some degree, that's what Rocky Balboa does. Um, but it's 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 interesting to see them honestly acknowledge like where a character would fall, how they would be affected by their experiences, and what that means for both them and the people around them. Yeah. I I wanted to because we'll we'll wrap up here in just a second. <clears throat> if if anybody can think of one. A movie that you absolutely love that you wish had gotten a sequel or that you wish had continued on. And the first one that comes to mind for me is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Because this was like, I want to say it was like 2006, 2007, I think is when that movie came right out. around there, yeah. The casting in this was so fucking good. Like, it was either late 2004 or early 2005. I know uh, that definitively. Okay. Um, Martin Freeman as friggin' the, the the main character, why am I blanking on him right now? Uh, Arthur, Arthur Dent. Um, the main character, Arthur Dent. The, they nailed that with Martin Freeman. Not only that, Zaphod Beeblerocks. Um, yeah, Sam Rockwell, like he was born to play that role. Like he played that so well. He's so over the top. So like that it's, ex he's just him on, on screen, just chewing scenery and it's fucking wonderful. And having Zoe Deschanel, as Trillian, and then you use Alan Rickman as the voice of Marvin the Depressed Robot. Like, it was just such a good movie. I thought it was so accurate to the books. They took some liberties with the story, but like, I loved that 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 whole series of books as, as a kid. I, I've read them countless times. And like, I think that that's what it was, is like, I don't think the movie itself was bad. I don't think there was anything wrong with it. It just didn't get the kind of like box office response that they were hoping for. So they never did a sequel. And it just bummed me out because to have a restaurant at the end of the universe would have been such a fucking cool sequel. And they were setting it up for it. And like, we never got it. Like, I feel like this could have been a really, really, really good movie franchise. Honestly, like I almost wish that somebody, I don't think it'll ever happen, but I wish somebody would get a hold of it and put it on a, on a streaming series and do a series for it. Because I would, I don't even care. Like, make it for me. If I ever become a millionaire, I'm gonna fund that shit. And like, just make it for me so that I can enjoy it. Fuck everybody else. Like, I will hire Martin Freeman. <laughs> I will hire Sam Rockwell. Let's do this shit. <laughs> Miss uh, Miss Cloud, what say you? Is there one that you were just like, why did we never get a sequel to this? Or I would just love a sequel, anything like that. Or continue the franchise. Whatever, whatever you got going on that you just would have loved to have seen more. But I would love to see more. Huh. Well, for me personally, I would still love to see more Jason. I just love Jason so much. But apparently, um, there was there actually might be more Jason coming. I just heard um, about that, yeah. Yeah. So apparently, um, one of the I think a producer that signed on to with I think Paramount and stuff did a podcast recently his name is roy something i can't remember his last name but he went on a podcast and he said to the people like oh there's something i want to talk to y'all about but i can't regarding friday the 13th so but keep your ears out for the end of the year so hopefully we'll get more 
Friday the 13th since they were they've been in a legal battle for the past 13 years so <laughs> oh weird friday the 13th in a legal battle for 13 years Ooh. yeah in the, in the 13th year of the 13th month of... jason, com <laughs> jason comes back but yeah oh but to but there was another thing that i wanted to mention on your previous topic of you know series that got better um throughout the time one thing that i think that got better throughout the time it wasn't a movie that became part of the installment but it became an actual tv series was chucky i think the the original three child's play movies were pretty good one and two were my favorite three was eh, i don't know yeah, and fine. then and then it got better i think with um the bride of chucky bride of chucky came back with jennifer tilly you know that's when they started doing the whole camp thing and i think that worked out pretty well for it and then there was Seed of Chucky, which, uh, um, yeah, that was an interesting movie with Red Man and that whole thing. And then there was, I think, Curse of Chucky after that. And then there was Cult of Chucky, which all, to me, both of them, they were good in its own way, but they kind of just like molded together. And I just don't remember fully of it as I can do without them. But then when the Chucky TV series came out, that kind of brought all of the elements from the previous films and put it into a TV series and updated it for modern times. And I think that worked really well for the series. And a lot of people, fans of the older original three, they brought back two of the characters from Child's Play 2 in the series. And I thought that was pretty good. So I can't wait for season two to come out of Chucky. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. <laughs> I've now watched the show. I have watched all of the movies. It blows my fucking <laughs> mind that one guy wrote every one of those movies. Yeah. I was sure yeah. that this was one of those franchises that got kicked around between screenwriter after screenwriter. But no, Don Mancini wrote every <laughs> child's play movie. He wrote every, he wrote Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, and he directed Seed, Curse, and Cult of Chucky. Those Fucking not my incredible. <laughs> that dude, like, and I also, like, the thing I really want to know is, did he have, like, some super in-depth, like, did he have the big, like, big wall picture, <laughs> picture with the, the, the red string between characters and like like did he i i call bullshit on george lucas t saying that like the star wars movies were always planned i don't i don't fucking believe it i think he made the one thing he was always gonna make the one thing and it was really successful and he kept going but whatever <laughs> i want to know so badly if mancini was like oh i know where this is going like i there the 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 <laughs> Um, the mythology, uh, the lore of Chucky goes long and deep, my friends, and it let's does. explore all of it. Um, because it's so fucking weird, it is so <laughs> strange. And the way he, he, when he wrote it in the series, the Chucky series, I was like, God dang, I'm Just invested. Fucking wild, yeah. <laughs> that is that is pretty crazy like it's either his baby or it's one of those things where he realizes it'll make him money 
And he just keeps going back to the well, but it's working for him. So I mean, yeah. it's clearly yeah. doing what. Yeah, he directed three movies from it, yeah. and he wrote uh, what six, seven, yeah. seven. Oh, yeah. Let me ask a question, since I have our horror expert. Honestly, I'm just dubbing you. I'm taking the the magical wand that we have here that we just knight people uh, at, at GGR. Oh. <laughs> Jordan, you have been knighted our horror expert. So congratulations. Um, yes. Yes, official. Well, you have a title and everything. There's a crown coming in the mail, so just be be prepared. Um, Scream. So Scream started, I, I loved the original, I want to say like the first three. Were, were, oh yeah, that yeah. is another one that yeah. was pretty good. I did enjoy the new one. They brought it back as an MTV series and I started watching it. It was, it was all oh, right. I didn't watch cool. that one. I didn't yeah. watch that one. <laughs> yeah. Have we, has it gotten better or is it just like this? The, I mean, cause that's a Wes Craven thing too, isn't it? Yeah. I actually did not watch the Scream TV series, but I only watched the films. So I can only go talk about the films. And I remember, yeah, the first two were pretty good. I remember liking them. But then later on, I didn't like those, the ones that happens. I don't really remember what happens in those next ones. Um, but when Scream, the, the newest one came out, came yeah. I, I really liked that one. I remember going to see it and just enjoying it. And I was really sad about one character I don't know if people care about spoilers on that one, but mm. when did it, it came out a while ago, didn't it? Yeah, it came out a while ago. Yeah. So what was this? Yeah, go ahead. You, you can spoil it. Uh, Dewey, he 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 dies in this yeah, new one. Dewey dies. I was I was really sad about that, but I think what made me really sad was at the end of the movie it says for Wes because the movie was made after you know he passed away and then there was a girl sitting right next to me said who's Wes <laughs> I was like oh I was like oh and, <laughs> and this is how <laughs> and this is how Jordan spent her first day in prison no I'm kidding like <laughs> wow <laughs> who's Wes? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, she said all loud, just like who's Wes? And I just want to be like, oh, I just wanted to punch her. But Some hey, I did people, it. You know, this is maybe that was her first screen movie. Probably. And she went back and watched more of them. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe <laughs> it, it's it's someone's initial exposure. Everything is somebody's first. I just imagine her telling the person next to her like this. Wes. <laughs> <laughs> Wes is Wes Cri It's not your fault. I'm not mad. You're a baby. You're just a baby. I'm just a baby. Um, <laughs> but Wes Cri <laughs> I Yeah, I do love the idea that Jordan immediately turned and was like, so, um, in 1970s. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Rambo, what's a, what's a sequel that never got made that you just wish they would have done something with? I'm sure if given time, I could think of a thousand of these. Uh, I know, the and, one... and I apologize. I know you like no, to no. be able to think these out, yeah. No, that's cool. Um, the one that springs to mind is Galaxy Quest. I would love a Galaxy Quest sequel. Um, I've heard that there's either a sequel film or series in the works. Um, it is so smart and so funny and is such a great example of uh what you can do when you get the right people together um there's a lot of really good visual storytelling in that uh that movie like we 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 learn uh that um the the aliens like everyone on the ship is the last of their race like their planet's been destroyed 
But if you're paying attention, you learn that early on because the scene where they, uh, where the ship is, is, is docked uh, and they fly away from it, you can see the space station and the space station is the planet. It's all that's left of it. It's just one giant piece of rock with like like this with the station built on on top of it. Never noticed um, that. And it's it's the, that kind of stuff where it's like, yeah, this is really smartly done. And um, for a movie as funny as it is, there's some like really solid drama in it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's and 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 I I also love the the the, the story about. Uh, Patrick Stewart kind of rolling his eyes at it and then getting a phone call from Jonathan Frakes being like, when you go see this movie fucking now? Yeah. <laughs> and like the whole TNG cast going to see it and laughing yeah. their asses off. And like having the the sort of reaction that bands had to this is Spinal Tap, where it's like, how did they know about certain things? <laughs> like there's yeah. there's shit that people have not like stories that people have been telling that clearly should not have been telling. Um yeah, I I would love to see uh, more of those characters um, and see those that, that could pick back up. Yeah, it's it's one of the great things about loving film and TV and things like that. Like, just imagining what else could what else could come, what else could be there, and like, what's cool about what we're seeing now with modern storytelling and with the streaming services is a lot of these things are getting brought back yeah and like because we're seeing you've got idiot franchise uh, idiot people running franchises like hint hint nudge nudge fucking warner brothers just running shit into the ground and like then things getting a second life and like hopefully they figure that shit out with warner brothers because they've got some they've got their hands on some really 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 awesome franchises um and hopefully it's not too late but i guess we'll have to wait and see but yeah that's that's why we do this that's why we love talking about this stuff that's why we're here at the diner uh to do this because this is one of our favorite things to do is talk about the things that we love so i definitely wanted to give a big thanks to our guest uh miss jordan lee cloud again tell them where they can see your awesome makeup effects that you do um follow <laughs> all of your wonderful artwork that you do uh, on the social medias well, on Facebook and Instagram, I go by Strawberry Touchdown. So that's where you can find me. Is there a story behind that name? Yes, actually. It is uh, it's not because I like football or anything like that, or like strawberries. No, the name comes from a video game that I really love. It's from a video game on the Wii called No More Heroes. So the name main character's I name is Travis. I love that is, game. Is Travis Touchdown. And so he was like at the time when I was creating the name, he was like my favorite character at that time. And so one of his moves was strawberry on the shortcake. And so I was like, well, let me just put this together. Strawberry touchdown. There you go. And that's how that came about. That's so cool. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, so definitely check out Strawberry Touchdown on Facebook, on Instagram. You can see all of the wonderful makeup that she does. Like, seriously, it's like it's mind-blowing stuff. Um, big thanks to Mr. Rambo, as always. Thank you, Professor. Appreciate all of your insight and all of your knowledge. Uh, shout out to Mr. MC Brooks, because uh, he was not here today, but he's got two episodes that you can check out from last week of The Overflow and of um, 
uh, post game, GGR post game, our sports podcast. So check those both out. But check out all the stuff. There's lots of great stuff on the website. Lots of great podcasts. We have a lot of really awesome creative people doing some really awesome creative shits. Definitely check them out when you can. Uh, but thank you all for listening. Thank you all for sharing, um, for being part of this wonderful thing that we get to do uh, here at the Great Geek Refuge. So for all of us here, we love you. We appreciate you. And remember, together, there are no heights that we can't reach. for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!